Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Chris Cabrera, CEO and founder at Exactly, an intelligent revenue platform that acts as a solution to align seller behavior, is here as a guest again on this episode of the Sales Star Podcast. So for all our listeners here today, uh, welcome. We're excited to record this conversation with Chris. This is the second time that Chris has joined in to share his thoughts, share his observations on changing industry trends. And today we're here to talk about revenue intelligence and how that's impacting B2B sales goals and sales team processes. Chris, it's really great to have you here. We appreciate the time you've taken to spend with us today. Welcome back to the Sales Star podcast. And before we dive in any further, we'd first love to hear from you about some of your key highlights at exactly how has the journey been since the last year and what what is 2022 really looking like given that you know most of us in technology in b2b are in the process of adapting back to a pre-covid model figuring out how to get everyone back into the office so that's at least where we're at so we'd love to hear more about your journey in the last year and where exactly is at right now Sure. Well, great to be back on the on the show, Paroma. Thanks very much for having me. It's been quite a year. This, notwithstanding all the pandemic and different things that have been going on, you know, we've been adapting like everybody and just dealing with the new normal. But definitely happy to report that uh, last year was the best year the company's ever had. And so I founded the company in 2005. So it, that's a long time. So it's a lot of years of of, of really good performance and uh, to have such a standout year is is pretty incredible. So we had a phenomenal you know, like 86% bookings growth in, over the year. And we saw our net revenue retention numbers go from like 102 to 111. Our churn was, you know, one of the lowest we've ever seen at like 7%. So really, really positive and, and happy about the year. And predominantly it's on the shoulders of this intelligent revenue platform. This is the story that we started the year. We launched in January of last year this kind of morphing from being just a compensation company that handled all the comp for go-to-market teams and any type of seller, but really expanded that to this whole suite, or which we'll call the Intelligent Revenue Platform, or IRP, which includes this go-to-market planning, as well as forecasting and commission forecasting on top of or, or next to the uh, the comp piece. So it was a great year, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to, to get into the new year now. And while we're at it, we'd love to dive into more details into how revenue intelligence is impacting the B2B sales games today. What what have been some of the key trends that you've been following or observing in the market? The reason that we're so focused on the intelligence piece of it is because people have gone to buying all kinds of apps that do everything and having tons and tons of apps that, that automate something and bring things to the cloud. There's a sense that people are stepping back going, geez, I, you know, my reps have 35 or 100 different apps that they're, they're using and they're not really talking to each other and it's not really intelligence. And, and what we're hearing is companies are saying, we want less vendors and we want more of these apps talking to each other and we want these apps to be helping us do things differently. I mean, there's, there's benefit in just automation, but that's a little bit, you know, kind of 2000 and late. Now the next phase is to turn all those apps into something that's really helping them do something different. And that's where a lot of these best practices and the fact that we've got this database of 17 years that we've collected and anonymized and aggregated from our customers, we help our customers use that data to be informative to drive more intelligent revenue. What we mean by that is smarter revenue, meaning better contracts, better discounting practices, maybe better price increases that, you know, annually, things that a lot of times 
people don't have it in the comp plan, the reps are just selling whatever they can sell rather than selling the right things in the right ways. And that's, it's that behavioral shift that we think is uh, so important. And that's what uh, seems to be driving the market nowadays. We'd love it if you can talk about a few ways in which you've seen sales teams, as you rightly said a couple of moments ago, that what users are basically primarily looking for is for all their apps, all their technologies to interact well with each other and also to help them do things differently. So we'd love it if you can talk about how you've seen sales teams in general in the last few months as uh, markets have sort of opened up, as people have started moving back to in-person experiences, how they're using their technologies or their revenue intelligence platforms to drive their goals with this differentiation in mind. Yeah, I mean, I think the the new normal is that people are still everywhere. They're they're not in offices. They're not all located together. They're just they're absolutely in many many different locations in, in their houses and cars and different places. And so, the more that you can serve up very elegant apps that sh- that again combine data, right? So we'll sit on top of, for example, Salesforce or Oracle or or you know whatever CRM platform they're using. But different, you know, when a rep pulls up an, a, an order or an opportunity that they're working on, they're still doing that, of course, within Salesforce or within Oracle. But when they pull that up, it all of a sudden becomes a little more intelligent because right there on the opportunity, they're going to have the ability to see what, how much commission they're going to earn or what the bonus might be or how that commission could change if they changed the type of deal or the products or the mix of the products or just making that a little bit more uh, as I say, intelligent, you know, like not just doing what I think of as dumb revenue is, you know, a rep just sells whatever they can get, whatever products at the highest price they can possibly get it. And that's fine. But that, again, is sort of old school, whereas the new norm is to try to maximize the best revenue that's going to, you know, in the case of a customer that might be a SaaS company like we are, that's going to recur. So signing up for a five-year deal is better than a one-year deal, right? Having increases annually versus increases only at the end, that's the difference between intelligent and dumb, right? A dumb one is a one-year plan that doesn't have any increases and all you're doing is it's a race to the bottom to discount as much as possible. That's the behavior that we see from sales teams that are motivated by old school plans based on spreadsheets that don't dangle the carrot in front of them and don't do it all integrated into CRM. Whereas the new world is so different from that. And therefore the behaviors that the new companies, the smart companies are doing is totally different. And so they're getting higher quality revenue that recurs more frequently, that has better renewals, better upside. And so the long-term prospects of the company, you know, improve quite a bit. So while we're at it, we'd love it if you can share a couple of your thoughts on the future of all these technologies. We've come to a point in time in the marketplace, in B2B in general, when you try and explore all the sales tech out there and when you try and explore the MarTech out there. Not only is it important today for both sides of the coin to integrate well, to have a unified, to have a unified presence so that teams internally know what's happening and leaders or middle managers, they have a common consensus. They know what to do when and for this to happen well, not only do you need a very well-oiled system, you need to invest in the right technologies, not in too many technologies, and you need to have the know-how to sort of, as you rightly said, have these platforms integrate with each other and have a very simple process in place for the end user, the actual sales executive or the marketing people in general. So what in your view is changing here? What do you feel will redefine these processes in the next few months? What kind of technologies do you feel will become core to B2B sales and marketing teams 
As we sort of get more accustomed to a hybrid model, we're not really sure how the rest of the year is looking like. We don't know if there'll be another COVID variant out there. But in general, as the number of innovations expand, it's not always necessary to grab and invest in every technology you feel could be good for you. So in your opinion, what are the core technologies or the top five basic technologies that need to be implemented in sales and marketing today? I think you're 100% right. We're at a really incredible time in our space, in the space of go-to-market trends. When I think back, I'm old enough to remember when I got my license and it, you know, to drive somewhere, you had to pull a physical map out of your glove box. And then it was like a major big deal when this company called MapQuest came out and you could go online and you could kind of put in the end point and the start point and print out driving directions. And that was kind of a big deal. And I feel like that's kind of where we are today with most SaaS apps. They've moved from the physical, I got to pull out a map to, you know, there's some amount of automation to it. But then when you think about the next evolution that happened with Google Maps or Waze, where now all of a sudden it was actually taking all this data and it was advising you when there was an accident on your route and it was rerouting you in real time and telling you how to avoid that traffic or avoid a police officer or, you know, something like that, speed trap. That's how I view the, you know, where things are going, right? As you said it, less vendors, the idea of a point vendor nowadays, I think is, is just, it's outlived its time, right? People want less vendors and they want the vendors that they have to have this data and be talking to each other. And so to specifically get to your point about what are the four or five things, I mean, you know, there's a lot of great apps out there, but at the very least, when you think about these, your go-to-market reps, it's obviously the CRM tool. It's obviously the, the quoting tool that they're using. It's obviously the marketing kind of tools that are feeding the reps as to who they should be contacting and things like that. But then these reps, by definition, are coin operated. They have the DNA that you've hired to try to make the most money. And, and so if you don't dangle the carrot in the right way, if you don't motivate them to do intelligent revenue, you're just going to get revenue. And that may be good, but if you want to be smart about it, you've got to have systems in place that help you drive towards better quality revenue. It's not all about quantity. Nowadays, it's much more about the quality of that revenue as well. And you can get both. You can get the quantity and the quality, and that's what's going to change things. And so I just think that's, when I think about the future, it's the combination of companies like ours working closely with companies like Salesforce and Oracle and these others to pull together from a few things and deliver that solution as opposed to 10 different vendors all independently doing this in silos where the data is not being shared. That I think is not going to work. And I think uh, companies are going to start consolidating uh, down to, to lesser vendors. Absolutely. Chris, we've had a very interesting catch up in this conversation with you, and we're definitely looking forward to many such great conversations in the near future. But before we wrap up for today, we'd love it if you can take us through a couple of near future expectations or on behalf of exactly and the team, where is exactly headed for the rest of the year? What should users be looking for? And what, what is your immediate plan of action as we proceed through the year in the next couple of months? Well, it's a great question. I mean, we just turned 17 years old and I'm more excited today than I've been ever in the history of, of, of working at this company. And I think there's a tremendous amount of excitement around our space, around the company and around the things that we're doing and around this intelligent revenue platform that I'm talking about. Because as people, at first they hear it and they just think, oh gosh, it's a bunch of buzzwords, you know, this is dumb. But as they dig into it and they realize that the intelligence is being driven by empirical data sets that 
aren't survey-based. You know, it's actual payment data over thousands and thousands and thousands of companies all over the globe. We pay out companies in over 150 different countries in every language. You know, I mean, it, you know, we have a tremendously rich data set to help companies. And so I'm just super excited. And I think this year is going to be our year to kind of expand on the story that we just did last year, this incredible, uh, great year that we had. And frankly, I'm actively looking for more things that I can plug into this platform, right? That the fact that we now have this great platform, and I do believe that people want less vendors more than having a whole bunch of siloed vendors, is that exactly we'll continue to be acquisitive. I and mean, we, we've bought four companies in the last four years, and we'll continue to do that and plug those things in. And that's what I think customers should be wanting. They should be looking to their partners, their vendors, their partners to make their investment worth more by adding things on the truck, right? As opposed to just doing one thing that might be good, but in a silo, that's not adding enough value, I don't think. Chris, this has been great. And we, again, appreciate these dips, thoughts, and insights that you've shared with us today. Before we wrap up, if there's any additional last takeaway tip or best practice you'd like to share for our listeners before we sign off, it would be great. Thank you for giving me the uh, the time to talk. And I, I think if anything I've said has sparked any interest or thoughts, let's continue the conversation. I'm easy to find on on LinkedIn or my email is ccabrera at exactlycorp.com. Just don't put the E in front of exactly. And uh, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Let us show you through our data and our customers how we can help your company get part of this intelligent revenue revolution and not be doing things the old-fashioned way because I don't think that's going to work in this new new paradigm. Absolutely. And that's a great thought to leave us with. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time. Again, we wish you and everyone else at Exactly Without the E all of the very best. Okay. Thanks, Paroma. Have a great one. 